0: Welcome to Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. In this show, we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing. And I am your host, Ramakrishna. Let's begin the show. Today's our guest is Vinky Lumba from Lumba Investment Group. Welcome, Vinky.
1: Thank you so much, Rama, for having me on your show.
0: Sure, definitely. And thank you very much. appreciate it. A little bit about Winky. Winky Lumba, an IT professional professor turned into full-time real estate investor, syndicator. She's an entrepreneur and strategist with a background in commercial real estate, information technology, and academia. She's also a seasoned business leader with over 20 plus years of experience in overseeing the effective execution of synchronized projects, focusing on quality, timeliness, and functionality. She strongly believes that with 100% focus on concentration, you can change any idea into reality. She's the founder of Lumba Investment Group. So with that, Winky, you want to add anything to your background?
1: Yeah, sure. My background is I come from an IT strong, IT background. IT and academia. I was in IT for 20 plus years and I was uh, super happy doing that. But uh, there's a little twist to the story because I was a commercial broker as well with my W2 job. And that's how I got interested into real estate because what happened is when we purchased our second home, we rented our first house and uh, we learned about the passive income. So that's how our journey started into real estate. And uh, when I got my real estate license, I got into the retail sector and I was more like on the retail side, sales. And I thought that's a really good, interesting field. Let's uh, get into the retail side. So we started looking into buying some retail stores, like liquor stores and stuff. So I invested there. But um, fast forward about four and a half years ago, I quit my W-2. I got a chance actually to take off. And um, I was thinking what to do with my life now. And uh, one day I had this very profound experience early morning. I got out with a strong feeling that I have to do something that's bigger than my dreams to make a difference in the world, to help people around the world. So I created a purpose for myself that I wanted to help the women and children. And I landed back into real estate. So when I landed back, I was looking to do something in the merger and acquisition because I had a corporate background. So I have seen so many mergers throughout my tenure. But while I was looking for some connection for merger and acquisitions, I ran into somebody's profile that read $400 some asset under management. So uh, curiosity began, right? (laughs) So I called this person. I'm like, hey, what's up? Uh, How did you... Get to this point, you know, being a fellow bank American a couple of years back and now a 400 million under assets under management. So, uh, he showed me the path to multifamily. So, I'm like, okay, this is it. So, that's how I started in multifamily investing. Cool.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So, would you share uh, about your investment philosophy right now?
1: When I'm looking for some investment, I'm looking for the operator. So my strategy is like uh, betting on the jockey versus the horse, because if the operator is good, uh, even if it's a bad deal, uh, it's gonna work out. Because basically in the investing, there's like three things, you know, the operator, the market, and the deal. And if the deal is not 100% okay, market is okay, but the operator is good, deal is gonna perform. But if the market is okay, deal is good, Operator is not good. Deal is not going to work out. So that's what my way of investing with others.
0: Got it. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that combinations and explaining. Would you share any of your real estate or multifamily breakthrough moment, Vinky?
1: Um, Yeah, I have uh, currently invested in multiple properties as an LP, as um, co-GP with other partners. First big two was when I learned about the Malta family, and then I was looking for a mentor, who should I work with? Where do I get the knowledge uh, or try to understand what this Malta family all, is all about? And then I realized one of my good friends, Vinny Chopra, and uh, we've been friends for the last 25, 30 years, and he's in this space. So I'm like, oh, wow, uh, who could be better than him? So I reached out to him. I'm like, you know what, you've been doing this. And I didn't even realize all these years that you, that's what you're doing. And I would like to learn from you. I would like to do this. I wanted to, you know, be part of this huge multifamily community. And that's how I stepped into multifamily. So I started investing passively first. And then slowly, slowly, I got, I made connections and I got to know the other operators in the industry. And I tried to uh, partner with them as a co-GP. But initially, I came in as just like, you know, raising capital and trying to connect with other people and trying to do the smaller roles for the other uh, investments.
0: Got it. And you mentioned you invested as LP and you invested as CoGP. So would you share the you know, CoGP process? How exactly you got those opportunities? What is your process of vetting?
1: CoGP mainly uh, through networking. So it's uh, mainly um, making the connection, meeting with people, and then trying to bring your skill set on the table. What you got, and uh, it's basically you know uh, just filling in the gaps for other people uh, if they're looking for something, and if you have the skill set. And uh, coming from a diverse background in IT and academia and the business world, uh, I have tons to offer in each and every deal. So that's how I got into got to partner with some of the deals.
0: Got it. So and also you mentioned you invested as the LP also.
1: Yes, exactly. I like to invest in my own deals as well, where I'm GP as well.
0: Got it. So did you invest in other GP's investments as LP?
1: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: What do you look when when you're investing as LP?
1: As an LP, just the basic, you know, good cash and cash, like eight to ten percent, and then about You know, 17, between 17 to 20% IRR, which is hard to achieve these days, but closer to that, I would say. Just basically looking for the good returns on the investment.
0: Got it. Got it. Thank you. So uh, what is a little bit more about your company's business model?
1: My company's business model at this time is to to find the good operators and make good connections and try to co-GP with other people and bring in the money, bring in the uh, skill set, and uh, just mitigate the gaps that they have and provide as much as knowledge and support wherever they needed to uh, set the ground up for myself.
0: Got it, thank you. And, and you have experience in IT side and you, you work as a professor also. So what, what kind of skills uh, from the, that background translating into real estate and multifamily space?
1: I would say all the soft skills, Plus, uh, some of the skills project management is a huge one in the real estate industry, and also you can use some agile techniques. You know, some of the things that uh, maybe the real estate folks are new to it, but you understand that and you can help out in there. And other than that, you know, all the business development, business management skills—that's are very, very beneficial in any industry. You know, regardless if it's a real estate, as long as when you You understand the concept, how to take the company from ground zero to the heights, whatever your vision is, up to that point. If you have the ability to do that, you can work in any industry.
0: Got it. You strongly believe that with 100% focus and concentration, you can change any idea into reality. So would you elaborate on that with, you know, some specific examples?
1: Yes. I mean, that's a... um, that's my favorite quote, actually. You know, and then uh, I self-made, but it is true. Uh, when you, you know, when you concentrate and you focus hundred percent on your goal, you are figure. You'll figure out a way to get there, and you will achieve hundred percent guarantee. I can give you a perfect example that I give this example to my students in my classroom because I'm a adjunct professor as well at California State University. So what I say is. Your vision is like your address, your future address that you want it to be there. And then if you know your address where you want to be, you will figure out the way to get there, right? So like, for example, if I tell you um, I'm going to have a party at my house on this coming Sunday, I invite you, you come to my house and you say yes, but if I don't give you my address, would you be able to come to my house? No. No. Right. That's how your vision is. Your vision is your address. So as long as you know your vision, your consistent efforts, as long as you're consistent and you're persistent, you will be able to get there. You'll figure out a way to get there. But what happens is most of the time people are so concerned about how and then instead of what they want. And on top of that, they just get, you know, so entangled with their how And then they waste their energy so many ways on so many different little things or different details that they forget the to completely focus on their target on their goal. But if they have you know one set goal and there's a hundred percent focus, hundred percent concentration. So what's gonna happen is all the actions gonna be aligned to achieve that goal, and that's gonna happen hundred percent.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thanks for explaining that. So would you share any? Your personal
1: example. My personal example? Yeah. Okay. My personal example is very funny that I'm going to tell you that. I have done this multiple times in my lifetime. Whatever I wanted in my life, I have achieved that so far. Knock on wood. But my thing was, when I was growing up, I always wanted to become a professor. And then um, I got married. I came here. I was doing MPhil in India. MPhil is a short form of PhD. I'm pretty sure you know that. So I completed my thesis when I got here. I sent my thesis back, but I never got to complete my PhD because you need a complete PhD to become a full-fledged professor here in the United States. And uh, then I got here, got involved with my family. My husband said, oh, you wanted to try the corporate world. Maybe you should try that. And I tried the corporate world. I really liked that. I started climbing the corporate ladder. So I kind of forgot about my goal of being a professor. That used to be my goal. And then, but what happened is at one time, I went back to school and I wanted to get my MBA degree and I went back there. So I realized that my goal was to become a professor. So the focus shifted again. I wanted to become a professor. So guess what happened? When I passed my MBA, right away, I got a job offer from my school to come back and teach there in the same school. So, which was amazing, right? Yes, yes. So, even though I put it on the back burner, but somewhere there was something was there that was like telling me, "Okay, I'm supposed to do that." And when I went back to get my MBA degree, and again, my focus got back to on the same address that I wanted to do that. And I'm still doing that as an adjunct adjunct professor.
0: Awesome, amazing, amazing story. Yep. So, would you share any of your best multifamily investing experience so far?
1: my multifamily experiences are really really good i have a really really good team i can talk about one of the investments that i have in georgia in augusta we got that deal about 6 months ago and uh, it's a really strong good team that i got to partner with i really enjoy that i'm on the more on the little bit on the asset management side and the invest- investor relations So I do that and I uh, like that because within six months, we stabilize the property. It's almost 100% stabilized and it's really, really in good shape. And then we're already doing our distributions. We have done our first distributions and then our investors are super excited about this whole deal. And now we are happy and then we're just going to see how it's going to land in the next year, how well it's going to perform. So super excited about that.
0: Great. Yeah. So would you also share any of your worst or challenging experience on multifamily space?
1: Not on word. I didn't have any bad experience yet. I think I'm just very conservative <laughs> and very careful, like uh, what to do. So I'm, I'm doing slowly, slowly. I'm not like doing 100 percent blindly. So, so far, all the good experience and the people that I work with, everybody is super nice and super helpful. And I, which I really, really appreciate.
0: Okay. Any challenging experience?
1: Challenge was initially about the capital raise. I think everybody faced that because just the hesitation or the limitations that you create for yourself. um, uh, That's the, I would say the challenges, but challenges are opportunities as well. Because if you are aware enough uh, to look at the challenges as an opportunities, they pay you back big time. So I, I think challenges were for me was more like a hesitation or just starting something totally new, coming from the IT background or the academia background or having the corporate mindset or having a professor mindset and then just coming into entrepreneurship and then, uh, you know, doing all this from conception to completion kind of thing on the capital raise side and then learning about the real estate industry, even though I knew the real estate industry, but that was from a totally different point of view or different aspect because when you are on the sales side, whether it's a retail or, or the residential, you are just like a, an agent, right? That's how you're performing, not necessarily as an entrepreneur where you're investing or the managing the money for other people. And you're doing multiple things, you know, like investor relations, asset management, property management, finding the deals, talking to the brokers. There's so many things that you're doing in this arena So I I think that was, I would say that was a good challenge, but there was a huge learning curve and many, many opportunities to avail and which I took it very positively and I'm very happy about that.
0: Great. Yeah. So what what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now?
1: I'm actually looking at another ground out development with one of my friends. uh, He's doing in the story unit. So I'm trying to pursue that opportunity and I'm going to see which way it's going to align.
0: Got it. Yeah. So anyone advice that have impact on you, Vicky?
1: Don't be fearful. Every fear is an opportunity. And the fear is a, just a lack of knowledge. And uh, by you know giving power to our fears, we are just creating limitations for ourselves. So I would say uh, if there's any fear, just dig deep and try to figure out why that fear is there. And most of the time it's going to be that there is some gap, some learning needs to happen. And now once you look at it closely, dig a little bit deeper, understand what it is, it's going to go away. And then the, when there's no limitations, there's a whole new spectrum, right? Yeah. So the whole universe open up opens up to you.
0: Got it. Any books that have impact on your life and what way?
1: I always recommend this book. It's called Flow. It's the psychology of optimal experience and highly, highly recommend for everybody. Uh, if you get a chance to uh, read this book, it's by Professor Jixon Mihai, and he talks about the human psychology and how you can be in a mindset where you come into your optimum expression, you know, like if you're, you're using yourself at the optimum level and at that point, you are kind of in a state of flow, like things are happening for you. And you're just sitting back and seeing the magic happening. Because uh, you do not limit yourself by time. There is no time limitations. There's no hesitations. So it's just like, it's like there's a knowledge. But with the knowledge, there is an ease of doing things. So that creates a flow for you. And then like I give you example, I think in the book, there's example too. You know how the music conductors are? You know, if you ever went to the opera or symphony, you know, how the music conductor is conducting the music and he has this little two sticks in his hand and he's uh, maybe most of the time his eyes are closed and he's conducting the whole, uh, you know, concert. And then his hands are going up and down. It's kind of a state of flow. He's not trying to remember his lyrics or whatever he's trying to instruct or whatever, but that's the kind of the flow state. And once you get that state, no matter what you do or in whatever field you're working, when you experience that flow, the outcome is great. And that's a really, really good good book that I would recommend for everybody and anybody who is looking for a good read.
0: Awesome. And thank you. Thanks for sharing with that example also. And how are you giving back to community?
1: You know what? I am starting a nonprofit organization. I'm working on it. And uh, the only thing is, Uh, Peace remaining is I wanted to bring in the real estate piece into my nonprofit. So my nonprofit is going to be geared towards women and children. Like I mentioned earlier to you, that's the reason I'm here. That's my mission. That's my being in this real estate to help the women and children. So I'm doing the smaller projects in India right now. So the way I wanted to do is I wanted to help women and children to get them off the survival mode. So that they can think a little bit better, at least they have a food on the table uh, for both mealtimes. And then from there they can think something about themselves, you know, how they can help their family to get at a better state.
0: Got it. Cool. So how can listeners can connect with you, Winky?
1: Well, I'm all over the social media. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook. But other than that, you can go to my website, lumbainvest.com, and I do have a free ebook seven reasons why syndication will long-term wealth. You're welcome to download that and connect with me that way as well.
0: Cool. And th- thank you, Vinky. Thanks for adding value to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Sure,
0: sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.